I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Thielbar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking about Batman Adventures 35, which came out July 1995. He is vengeance. He is the knight. He is Catman. Wait, wait, but not that, not the other Catman from regular continuity that Tim Sale drew like a while back. It's like a different, separate, legally distinct Catman. Jason, what did you think of the issue? I I, I thought it, I thought it was really good. And but again, like the last issue, it kind of made me a little sad. It was it was really yep. fun and like, you know, good, funny, but, but like it, it was it was it was kind of it was, was kind of sad. But I just thought, like, do you think do you think DC would sue themselves? You know, like how like John Fogarty once got sued for sounding too much like himself. I I don't know if that would happen. But I love the idea of a room full of lawyers and like they're all working for D.C. So like you pick two captains and then they they each pick another lawyer at like a kickball team and see like who's <laughs> picked last. <laughs> like that that amuses me. So hopefully, hopefully they'll sue they'll sue themselves. Well, yeah, shaming lawyers amuses me, too. I mean, it's just a thing people should probably do, right? Like we all have our kinks. Anyway, Batman 521, <laughs> written by Doug Munch with art by Kelly Jones. It's Killer Croc, fast trained the wet dark. We start deep within New Arkham, which I guess is a thing and is up and running now, Jason. Sure, sure. It was like a whisper of an idea two issues ago or two months ago, <laughs> and now it's just an actuality in the world. Yeah, that shocked me. I was like, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what, where I was supposed to pick that up, that it was actually built. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two cooks are making a meal for uh, Killer Croc. A fungus blooms up the drain and spits a bit of an odd mushroom on the Croc's plate as one of the chefs is bringing him out. Croc eats it and is immediately on a psychedelic trip. The trip is repeating the words, the wet dark, and saying it's Croc's home. He's compelled to get there. Hey, in the in, in the edit, are you gonna uh, edit in the the Jefferson Airplane song? You know, <laughs> Jason, I gotta get I gotta get out of the habit of that. Because if we're ta- <laughs> if we're gonna start putting this on YouTube, YouTube will come after me. They will send people to my home. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Grace Slick cares much about it these days. You know, she's probably <laughs> on drugs somewhere. Uh, yeah, you're probably. They don't care about it, but the the. Oh automated machine that polices copyright on youtube will care about it yeah yeah crocs compelled to get to the wet dark his home he breaks out of arkham destroying the bars easily and overpowering the guards meanwhile batman and robin are fighting the laundry the machine is spilling over with suds like an 80s sitcom situation there's a doorbell ring alfred is back at the manor to buttle Bruce checks the paper and sees that Croc escaped New Arkham. With his, without his police connect, he didn't get the news until just now. He springs into action without Robin. Croc is tirelessly searching for the wet dark. Exhausted, he lays down only to have plant vines and fungus reach into his nose and mouth. He can see it again. He can see the wet dark. He sees home. Croc hops onto the southbound Unlimited and hijacks it. We get a, which is a train. 
I didn't write that it was a train, but it's probably important that you understand that the Southbound Unlimited is a train. We get it, some amazing shots of yeah. all 400 pounds of a crocodile man driving a train. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, driving driving an old school locomotive, though. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. I was going to get like, into that when we start to, like, really uh, get into the weeds of this thing. But, yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like okay. a steam powered old school locomotive. It's very absurd. Yeah. Batman struggles to keep up with the train in his older Batmobile. If you remember, Asriel blew up the new Batmobile. He's been using an old one for a while now. He gets on the roof of the car and jumps to the train. The car crashes. Batman fights Croc for a couple of pages and the train derails. Batman gets everyone out safely, but Croc is gone. They're within nine miles of Puma. Next issue, Swamp Things. Jason, what did you think of Batman 521? Uh, I, I hate to slander our boy like this, but like, it just, I don't know, it just didn't hit right with me. It was just a weird, like, Kelly Jones um, outing. Like, the, the, sto- the story was, the story was kind of like, the story is kind of silly, you know, the story I guess kind of silly. It's, it yeah. feels like the start of an adventure that we would not normally not see like that we would normally see the 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 adventure would start here with Batman on the train and then Croc going to the wet dark and like then it would then we're in the adventure and it's like instead we have like all this setup for I, I don't know. For reasons, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, because they they had to bring Alfred back, and they had to kind of like spend some right. time with that, you know, because Alfred's back, and there's you, tension between confu- him and Bruce. Okay. And- were you confused by those Alfred pages? Because I I had to read them like twice because it was like Kelly Jones is drawing Alfred, and it's he's Kelly Jonesing it up, mm. which is mm-hmm. normally I love, but like I I was like. The way that it unfolds is like Bruce looks at the paper and sees that he has placed an ad for a butler, even though he didn't place an ad for the butler. And then Alfred comes to the door and is like, I'm ready to, for the job. And they're like, welcome home. And and it's like, oh, Bruce is like, oh, he's trying to save face because he put the ad in the paper. And then like, you know, he's he's come to fill the ad. And that way, like, you know, we can begin to repair the relationship on even ground. And I and. The way that Kelly Jones drew Alfred made me be like, wait, is that Alfred? What's happening right now? Did, is this just another butler? What? And then they're like, welcome home, Alfred. And I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> it, it was also how like how quickly Alfred was like explained his adventures. And he's like, I found out I had a son and then yeah. lost him. Like, hold on a minute. You're, yeah. just, you're just going to yada Batman's yada. Like, like yeah 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 he's like i found out i had a son and lost him and and batman is like cool 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 did you guys know that croc's on the loose like let's get out there (laughs) yeah yeah really like like i i think that's why like and 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 like i and and i noticed the like uh how much like glorious detail was in uh the train and the old school batmobile and i think that maybe like kelly jones was like a little bored. I don't think he was allowed to, um, cause man, that cover is nineties as fuck. Just 
croc yeah. just like flexing and like all the muscles yeah. and like and I'm like, I think if you gave Kelly Jones like the permission to just be like, yo, man, draw croc how you want, like you'd get a he'd have would have had so much more fun with it. But it looks like he was kind of going by the style book at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. might have made it better if like croc, if Killer Croc looked more like a, you know, a Kelly Jones would probably draw him as like, a, you know, some sort of like slick, like horror, you know, like he'd still yeah, be this big right. jacked like crocodile man. but like. Yeah, you know, just not as like just. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up the uh, pages of Batman trying to get to the train. All those pages were so fucking good. Where he's like riding on the top of the Batmobile, and it's like Batman, but also like mostly cape. Like it, it's it, it's like his cape is like spawn level gigantic. And oh yeah. He's like grappling onto the chain, the train, and then like the capes blowing around, and it's fucking gorgeous. You can tell that like that's what Kelly Jones likes to draw. Like Kelly Jones is is like in for those scenes, and then it's like Alfred's back, and he's like, whatever, all right, yeah, like let's get this, okay, let's yeah, get yeah. this pages done, you know? Yeah, here's here's this old man Butler thing, like just yeah, just choo 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 choo, yeah. Man, yeah, those train pages were, were fantastic. I, I think I liked the issue more than you did then, if you were if you were pretty medium on it. Because uh, yeah, I liked the yeah. train. I liked the shots of Croc driving the train. I liked the Batman cape. Like, all of that stuff was just very, very fun. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, dug, I dug all of that stuff, but it was just, to me, really weighed down by like, okay, Alfred's back. Maybe yeah. uh, this should have been like a whole issue. It felt like like it felt like they were trying to to like check the boxes. Okay, we got to show new Arkham. Okay, we got to show Alfred's back. Okay, now we can start the adventure. And it's like, well, we're halfway through a 22 page comic book. Yeah, yeah, I think they were definitely they're definitely just trying to like get back to uh, normal. You know, they're just trying to get back to where sort of where ish they were before. Really? I'm stoked for some. Swamp Thing, though. Next issue. Well, it said Swamp Things, so... Yeah, so who knows what we're going to get. But something Swamp Thing adjacent, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Well, also, I don't know where Swamp Thing is at at this point in the in the DCU slash, like, Vertigo... Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see about it. Yeah, yeah. In, in the... Why, you think we're going to get a Vertigo book out of this? Well, I mean, it's Kelly Jones, and... But what it's, it's like already 95? kind of a vertical book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like 95, I think. I'm trying to like well, cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's so there, there, are there's you, been are a, you thinking that are you thinking that Swamp Thing might not be in it because he might be a vertigo property and this might be some sort of variation of Swamp Thing? Like Well, I think it might be um if I remember Moore's run, Alan Moore and Steve Besset's, um, Besset, I always mispronounce that man's name, um, run, I think at the end of it, sort of Swamp Thing's wife or someone who becomes his wife also becomes an elemental. So maybe this is like huh. not too far after that. And so maybe it's both of them. I don't oh. know. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, be... yeah, I'm just wild. It might be guessing. true. Yeah, it might yeah. be true. I don't know. We're two white guys on a podcast. We could say whatever we want, Jason. <laughs> Claim it as truth. 
Yeah, it's what I say. I, I say stuff all the time and claim it as truth. And then it happens. And then it happens. Yeah. Shadow the, the, of the, the trick, 41. The trick is what? The trick is what? Uh, oh, just to say, like, you know, the 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 dumbest, like, easiest things. You know, oh, okay. I, I never say, like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I just say that, like, oh, I'm probably going to poop in the morning. And okay. then when I poop in the morning, I'm like, haha, clairvoyance. <laughs> Speaking of clairvoyance, Shadow of the Bat 41, written by Alan Grant with pencils by Jean Paul Leon. The Shadow of the Bat Falls Upon Anarchy, Part 2, Anarchist Manifesto. We pick up where we left off. Lonnie, a.k.a. Anarchy, doesn't come home. His parents are worried. They find a note to open in the eventuality that he doesn't make it home from his vigilante activities. They read the note through the, throughout the issue, and in it, Anarchy kind of apologizes for being radicalized and brilliant for the inevitable life that he carved out for himself, knowing that he's putting his parents through a tough time. All those kinds of things. Meanwhile, Anarchy, Batman, and a homeless man are still strapped to what well, I thought in the last pod was a bomb, but turns out is a blimp filled with TNT in the basket. He's a private eye. He obviously doesn't make a lot of money, but he's a private investigator. Wait, who? Wait, who's a private investigator? The third person uh, strapped to the balloon. He's he's the guy oh. that Anarchy hired to spy on. I thought he. The, I thought Anarchy was just hiring like a homeless guy, like, no, like Sherlock no. Holmes style. No, no, no. He was just this like uh, uh, private eye posing as a bum. Well, just a private eye place kind of thing. Well, yeah, who like doesn't make a lot of money and is like all slovenly and like only takes like, you know, small jobs, all like kind right, of thing. Right. Well, look, look, I wrote this and I called him a homeless man and I'm going to continue to call him a homeless man. Just in, in your mind's eye, I'm going to say homeless man. Think private eye from this point yeah. on, because yeah. I am not going to spend the time to edit this right now. Yeah. Or or th- or think about that uh, really good Alkaline Trio song, Private Eye. There you go. So I thought they were strapped to a bomb. What they were actually strapped to was a blimp filled with TNT in the basket. Jim Gordon is meeting a rich backer who's going to help him become mayor at a dockside restaurant. The private eye and anarchy both wake up mid-flight. Batman's still passed out. Robin's investigating the warehouse where the blimp launched from. He pieces together what's going on, spots the blimp. He goes after it in his car, Redbird. Meanwhile, Malakia is predicting doom on a morning talk show called Mona Live. It's it's very like like the Drew Barrymore show or like the Ellen show. It's like there it's it's absurd because it's this happy like like you know TV personality, and then Malakia, predictor of doom, is there, and he's like, <laughs> "We're all gonna die." Yeah. So tell us about your doomsday prediction. Yeah. Exactly. He tells everyone that he needs to speed up the inevitable doom by exploding the blimp, which is headed to their very location. Everyone in the daytime set panics as Malakia is saying, it's too late. It'll be here in minutes. Doom. Doom. (laughs) Anarchy gets gets loose on the blimp. Frees the private investigator. They can't defuse the bomb. They have to divert the blimp or they're going to and die on it sacrificing themselves to help thousands they get two grapple lines off of batman's belt and they they throw them to to and latch it to a a building 
they uh, pull and and try to divert the blimp. They get it going towards the harbor instead of like the downtown area. Anarchy gets uh, frees Batman as soon as they get over the water. Batman falls into the water. Uh, the homeless man doesn't really want to jump into the water, and Anarchy kind of like chucks him off the, off the blimp. Um, Anarchy goes to fall off the blimp, but he gets tangled in the ropes, and uh, he's like, "Well, I guess this is it for me." And then Robin is on the scene because he's been following the blimp, throws his little R chest shuriken thing at the blimp, cuts the line. Anarchy falls into the water. <laughs> at that point, the blimp explodes. Gordon sees the whole thing from his restaurant because it's like exploding outside of his restaurant. And he's just like, dang, shit's on fire, yo. <laughs> Fire's everywhere. Batman pulls the homeless man from the river. He regained consciousness when he hit the water. Sorry, Batman pulls the private investigator from the river. Anyway. <laughs> Anarchy's mask is cracked and floating in the water. As Batman remarks, he paid dearly for his mistakes. Anarchy is presumed dead. Jason, what do you think of Shadow of the Bat 41? I fucking love this issue. I honestly yeah, it's so good. love these. I love these two so much. I think I might uh, try to find them physically. Me too, man. I you was know. like, I got to get these. I got to get these in paper. Shadow of the Bat 40 yeah. and 41. They're so good. It, John Polione, when he was like. When they who's drawing them on the blimp like tied to the the rigging on the blimp there was like a little bit of bacallo in there that, mm. that i was like i was just like dude i was just vibing with it. i was like this is just such great drawings and it's such a difficult thing to make interesting because it's like they're just tied to a gray thing floating in space and john polion just like knocked it out of the park oh yeah yeah, well, and the and the story too. I mean, the art like I'm I'm staring at right now. I'm staring at the um, was it like the second or third? Yeah, it's like the the third page is just a big. Yeah, I guess it's probably you know three, pages three and four in like yeah. the actual book, but of just them just floating over the city, right? You know, <laughs> which which again, like I looked at that and I was like. John Paul, you didn't have to spoil us like this. Didn't have like, to spoil us. Yes, I was. Like, those words were echoing in my brain as I was reading this <laughs> from last pod when you were like, you, di you didn't have to do all this. Like, thank you. But you didn't have to do all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this, you know, and the story, too, like, my God, like it was it, it was so, so good. It was such a like, you know, like putting aside my like my political leanings, you know, that notwithstanding, like. The, sure. The, I I really like the character of Anarchy because he's just really like, you know, um, it's just a really uh, th th there's there's a lot of depth to it. You know, there's a lot more depth yeah. to it than you think. You know, you would really need for this like, yeah, vigilante who's like sort of down with killing rich people, but like also kind of not because he doesn't want to. You, you know because he doesn't want to be the one to judge kind of thing yeah, yeah 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 but also like just like oh no he's like but he's like a um i think the most interesting thing to me about him as a character is that no he's he's a true believer you know he's yeah. and he's very willing to die for you know for for what he thinks like 
is right. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah. I'm we're, we're probably going to die, but like thousands of people won't. So like, hey, fair trade. And right, and like, yeah. you know, the private eyes like, I don't want to I don't want to die. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. he's just like and Anarchy is just like, yeah, well, hey, man, sorry. Sorry about so, this. But there was also like a throwaway line, which I think the Batman remark he paid dearly for his mistakes makes a little more sense that I didn't put into the synopsis of like anarchy was funding Malakia's like profit organization because he was funding what he said was like a series of causes that he believed in. He was, he was basically just making money out of the capitalist system and funneling it towards like, uh, environmental groups and, uh, things like that. And he thought that like, uh, was going to be like a disruptor of like the traditional society structure. He didn't realize what he was getting into. So like Batman's like, Oh, he paid dearly for his mistakes. And like, that kind of makes a little more sense because anarchy was tied to this guy, but for all of his brilliance, like didn't realize, didn't recognize Malachia for who he was kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, being being totally taken taken advantage of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, holy shit. These are there's these are just two really, really good issues. I would I would like put these up there. Like I I I can't remember the last time the um mainline bat books really like impressed me this much, you know. Yeah, I'd absolutely look for I don't know if one of these issues could be put into a trade paperback because it's only two issues you know maybe one of those like little spine trade paperbacks that collects just like a little bit of comics or maybe these ended up being collected in like an anarchy trade paperback of like a bunch of his stories or something but it if it hasn't been collected dc is doing a disservice by not putting these somewhere you know what i mean yeah like people should read these issues i'm yeah I'm going to do the same thing you're you're thinking of, which is I'm going to track down Shadow of the Bat 40 and 41 and happily bag and board them and put them in the box. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no. My, my, mine are going to be red. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm going to I'm going to read them, too, Jason. I'm going to take them out occasionally. Oh, no, I just mean I, I probably won't bag and board them. Honestly, can't oh. remember the last time I bagged and boarded a, a book. You've fucking caveman are you kidding me right now <laughs> well i don't buy many Just, i don't I, I i rarely buy floppies man i rarely yeah. i've told you before most most of the floppies i buy are like you know i'll see a new book of yours out and like i'll start buying that like sure every sure. once in a while if there's like a new series out where i'm like oh hey i like those people a lot all right i'll start buying the issues to try to like you know yeah. i know i'm gonna buy the trade later you know what i mean so like yeah. I'll, but I'll like try to buy the issues to maybe like help, you know, be like, oh, well, you know, what people buy the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But, but yeah, very rarely do I buy floppies anymore. Wow. Wow. You know, on the flip side, I'm considering uh, rebagging and boarding every single issue in my uh, comic collection because some of them aren't in bags and boards from like a long time ago. And then I've just recently started bagging and boarding on the bottom of the the comic rather than the top with like a little bit a little bit of tape so it's like nice and sealed and it looks nice in the box but jason i i feel like we're 
two sides of the same collector right now. Oh, yeah. Diametrically opposed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually, what's really funny, I just got an order confirmation um, that uh, I, I saw on their social media, uh, Simon Henselman, the, you know, the art, uh, Megan Mog, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they they self-published a, uh, a a single issue book of like new Megan Mog stories. Cool. And it's like limited to like a, I think like a 10,000 print run, like a really small run. Yeah. But like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, freaking pre-ordered it and it and it's called you uh you will own nothing and you will be happy <laughs> issue one <laughs> you gonna you gonna bag and board that jason please, oh fuck no yes oh no 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 <laughs> detective comics 688 written by chuck dixon penciled by graham nolan with colors from a young matt hollingsworth we pick up where we left off robin wakes up on a speeding boat he jumps right before it crashes into a dock and explodes I. When I read this, I was like, Jason, we predicted it. Goodbye, Robin. He's dead now. <laughs> like it just sailed off into the distance and exploded. <laughs> just the most inauspicious end. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> but Poochie no, goes, got... goes back to his home planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, he got off the boat. Batman is still strapped to a buoy. Sucks for him. Robin gets the Batmobile, pings Batman's belt to go find him, goes to Shotgun Smith, a regional cop, not a local cop, like a regional cop, uh, for getting into the water. Uh, two pirates are tampering with tampering with Batman's belt. There's a parrot who's squawking at them the whole time, repeating what they say. The belt triggers some gas and knocks them both out. Shotgun and Robin are on the scene. The parrot is a robot. And Robin figures it out. He grabs he grabs the parrot. He's like, maybe this thing's recording the whole time. Brings it to Harold. They reverse engineer it. The bird recorded every conversation it was around, which they used to track down Batman. Meanwhile, Captain Fear goes to rob some more expensive pleasure boats, only to find a police ambush waiting for them. A firefight starts. Robin jumps in. Total chaos. Coast Guard rolls up. The crew's... Ab- starting to abandon ship off of Captain Fear's boat. Captain Fear makes a run for it, going to tie up Robin to that buoy that Batman's on. He's like, he and Robin were fighting on the boat, and eventually Captain Fear got the best of him. It's just like him and Robin on the boat now. Um, When they get there, Batman is seemingly dead from shark attacks. Uh, Captain Fear says, the great and glorious Batman, food for the sharks. However, he is alive, makes it onto the boat, and kicks Captain Fear overboard. Nothing is recovered from him other than his mask. Shotgun rounds up the pirate crew out of the river. Batman remarks that, hey, maybe they should get a boat of their own. Jason, what did you think of Detective Comics 688? I, I really, really liked it. I, 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 oh, man, it, it was great. It got, it, it got some sort of weird... Um, it got some sort of weird like hook in me in the last issue of just like the absolute like craziness of it. And I let myself slip into like, oh, man, is Batman going to make it out of this? Oh, he's tied up. <laughs> oh, man, the tide. Oh, the sharks. Oh, man. they got you. They got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah they spend a lot of time. Really they spend a lot of time with Batman on the buoy for sure of him being yeah. like, I'm getting pitched around. I've been out here for a day. 
the the water's rising fast. Sharks are around me. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Like Batman just like basically hating life on this buoy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think but and I think also though, like uh Graham Nolan and like artists sort of like like him are like like this kind of style is like absolutely perfect for this kind of comic story, you know, because it's it's just oh, yeah. uh it, it it's like a um almost like a Terry and the Pirates or like, you know, Prince yeah. Valiant type sure. of like, yeah, you, you know, and, and like just his art is just capital C comics. When they got to like the, the pirates who were tampering with the belt and then Robin's like, no, wait, I think the parrot's a robot. And I was like, of course the it, fucking parrot's a robot. We're in a comic yeah. book. This is a very much a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That part I was like, Oh, Oh, Deus Ex Parrot right there. Okay. Deus Ex Parrot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What did, what did you think? I actually just noticed like going through it again. What What did you think about the colors? Because there, there was like, this seems to be a, a pretty, uh, it seems to be computer uh, colored. Yeah, it's computer colored. Uh, this is, like I said, a young Matt Hollingsworth. He would go mm -hmm. on to win a bunch of Eisner's and uh, is one of the more celebrated comics or comic book colorists within the industry. That said, uh, felt like the colors were pretty dark uh, mm. through the, through the issue. Um, skin tones looked a little weird at times. And like, I don't, Matt is, is one of the first to really play outside of local color when it comes to like, the computer coloring people um that like jump that that is made in comics yeah what, so, do, you, what do you mean by uh what do you mean by local color local color okay like if you imagine um like a park right green grass blue sky white clouds now imagine a park at sunset suddenly all the colors change because it's all being yeah. influenced by like these purples and, and yellows of this sunset. When you get away from that green grass, blue sky, white clouds, you're getting away from local color. Local color is like whatever the color of the object is in. It's just like we're blasting it with light. A red apple is red, but then you okay. put it in a contextual environment and you get away from the local color. All That's right, what all that right. is. So, all right. Matt was one of the first to kind of like play in that space. And I think that we're seeing the start of that here in this issue, but I don't think that we're quite there yet. Like he's not, he's not to the point of like the colorist that I want him to be, that I know he is. He's yeah, still like yeah. figuring it out kind of thing. So, um, Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't well. The tech, super the tech's still new, right? The, te the yeah. technology still the tech is new. extremely new, extremely new. Yeah. So like and you're still figuring out how to, how it's going right. to look in print versus your so computer like, yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. So and, like, I'm I'm not trying to like. The the long and short of it is is that I didn't super enjoy the colors, but like, the reason that I'm saying all this stuff is because I know that Matt Hollingsworth is an incredible colorist, and like we're in a very specific moment in time. In like the context of the situation, oh I yeah, don't yeah. fault him at all 
Like I yeah, don't fault yeah, him yeah. at all for the colors in this issue, but I didn't yeah, really like, particularly jive with it. I'm sure if he lo- looked at this issue again, he'd be like, oh yeah, I'm a lot better now, you know? Yeah. 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 I have a better computer now and better computer, better Photoshop even. Yeah. Like, yeah. All, you know, all of, it. I, all of it, all of it, you know, yeah, yeah. better artist, better, yeah. Better tools, better computer, better, better everything. So yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just sort of what happens after you do a thing for like over 25 years, you know, you tend yeah, to, yeah, yeah. So I, I cut him some slack. Uh, it wasn't my favorite Matt Hollingsworth work by a long shot, but, uh, it's nice to see the process. Nice to see an artist come from humble beginnings, you know? Yeah. It's always, it's always fun to see that. I, I always love seeing the beginning, uh, of, yeah. of, a, of an artist, like, especially when they're, when their style changes, like completely to like the one that like i can't think of an artist off the top of my head right now but when like you see like their first like oh this was like their first issue of whatever and you're like wait the artist that jumps to mind is uh travis cheris like the he started as very much a jim lee clone and then became his own like kind of thing uh he doesn't make a lot of comics these days but everything he makes you should pick up everyone should pick up or uh I actually just thought of uh, Chris Bocciolo, actually. Yeah. Bocciolo? Bocc- he, he's like, ch- check out his like, his like first stuff on like Shade the Changing Man <laughs> versus what he two. It's like two different artists. <laughs> I almost picked up some cha- Shade the Changing Man when I was in the shop the other day. They had like a bundle of like the first 15 or whatever. And I was like, maybe. And then I was like, ah, I got enough to read. Um, But yeah, I... There are some that said all that said about how I didn't really enjoy the colors. There are some moments where I'm like, there's a little bit of Matt Hollingsworth that I know. Like, there it is. It's it's peeking through the the brilliance is peeking through in places. It's just not fully formed yet. Uh, oh, yeah. Which yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. You want to talk some Batman adventures? Ooh, let's get into it. Batman Adventures 35, written by Kelly Puckett and Ty Templeton. Art by Mike Parlbeck and Rick Burchett. Colored by Rick Taylor. Letter by Tim Harkins. Edited by Scott Peterson with an associate editor, Darren Vincenzo. We start with Batman and Catwoman fighting a bunch of security guards in an alley. It's it's very like Daredevil hallway scene, this cover. <laughs> Where they're like pinned in and just fighting through a mob of people together. God, I, uh, that that Daredevil hallway scene and the one that I, I think I think it was the scene they sort of uh, took inspiration from for that Daredevil hallway scene in uh, well, in, in the TV show anyway, on the Netflix show. But like, have you ever seen uh, The Raid? I haven't seen The Raid, but I thought you were going to say uh, Old Boy. D- didn't they kind of like pull from old boy as well uh yeah I don't know. yeah that the, the, they did well they pulled from a lot of asian uh action sure uh sure sure you know, movie but but there, there there there's uh but i think of the raid specifically because there's there's a few like famous scenes in the raid where he's uh running up the wall to get more force to just like punch Knock someone straight yeah, in the yeah, face. yeah 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 see, see the raid everybody everyone see the raid it, yeah i gotta see the raid oh so, so we start with Hugo Strange sleeping in an alley, 
And then uh, a couple comes up to him and they're like, they're like, hey, what's the deal with this dude sleeping back here? Like, you're right, dude. And he's like, killer. I remember you, killer. I won't let you kill David. He's like losing his mind, essentially. Uh, So he attacks the man out of this couple. She's she's yelling, stop it. And she's like, I won't I won't. You can tell Thorne I won't work for him. And she's like, stop it. Stop it. He's like, David, you're safe. You're safe. And he's like, no, David, where'd you going? I saved you. Because he's remembering from our previous issue that this murder happened with him and his son. His son was murdered uh, on New Year's as the ball dropped. And it has clearly emotionally damaged him to the point where he started getting headaches. And now he's having uh, hallucinations because he runs out into the street and he sees everyone is David. Like women walking across. It's a real... Malkovich walked through the Malkovich door situation. Oh, God, where like everyone is David. The baby is oh. David. The mother is David. The taxi driver yeah. is David. Everyone. I'm sorry. David. I, I'm. I'm just gonna have to re- re- make a note to remind myself to watch Being John Malkovich sometime this week because it's been forever since I've seen it's that. It's been movie. forever since I've seen that movie, too. and it's such a good movie. Oh God. We start the book of memory, act one, strange days. We have Selena Kyle watching over an unconscious Batman that she has recently rescued. She holds the diamond. Bunch of cats. She's holding the diamond that contains Batman's memories, his like traumatization, the thing that drived him to become Batman in her hand. She's mulling it over. She's thinking about like, what she should do with this situation. Batman's unconscious and she's like, I should tell him he's Batman. Should tell him that the bald guy trapped in his memories or that uh, the bald guy trapped his memories in this diamond. That would be the responsible thing to do. Wouldn't be much fun though, would it? As she's like giving, giving a cat a little chin scritch, you know, <laughs> like ta- chatting with the cat about like having some fun. Oh yeah. And the cat's like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm down for that kind of shit. Exactly yeah, what a cat would of do. Because honestly, what I thought, yeah, it's honestly what I thought when I read that. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what a cat would do. And then also, I'm like, it's probably what I would do too. <laughs> we get we get some flashbacks of Bruce Wayne at seven years old, natural stride, natural athlete, running, chasing a a rabbit. Finally, Bruce wakes up. Selena is like, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you, you have amnesia. He's like, I can't remember anything. Last last thing I remember, I was six years old. He's in. Uh, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Your memories will come back. And, and she's like, uh, why are you why are we talking about disabling security systems? Because she's chatting about. She's seen this amnesia before and security system blew up and that's what caused the amnesia and and. Batman's also like, why are you wearing that costume? And she's like, because partner, you're the half of the best cat burgling team in Gotham. And Batman is looking in the mirror that she's like flipped around to him. And he says, wow. And he is in an exact replica, but like for a man cat suit. So it's the Catwoman animated series cat suit, but on Batman, basically. Yeah, it looks the most venture brothers to me (laughs) oh yeah totally totally yes i there was it was jason that was scratching in the back of my brain and i was like (laughs) what does this remind me of it's very venture brothers 
Yeah, yeah. It just it just looks like something they would come up with. Yeah, to be a analog to Batman right. or whatever. Like, and so Batman's like, "What do I look like under the mask?" And and Selena's like, "No, don't." And he's like, "Why?" And he's like, "She's like, uh, we don't know each other's secret identities in case one of us is caught. You know, like, uh, don't remove your mask or know who you are because then you might <laughs> realize that you're Bruce Wayne and then." <laughs> this elaborate ruse falls apart. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, she also like, I, I think she also like, which I really enjoy about them, like keeping the thread with this character of like, Oh, well this like sort of villain of Batman has him like dead to rights, but she's not going to remove the mask because she's not just any Batman villain. You know, she's Catwoman. She right. kind of has a thing for him. And I think she's like, kind, I kind of don't want to attack. Yeah, yeah. She's like, she's yeah. like, that would completely ruin it. She's like, I can keep on robbing places, and like, he seems okay yeah, with yeah. it. But like, she's I like, found I'm out his secret identity. Yeah, I'm hot for Batman. I'm not hot for Batman's secret identity. It's like she like she loves flirting with the bartender, but she doesn't want to know the bartender's last name. She's not going to really do anything with it. You know, it's just this fun little game <laughs> sure. that she plays, and sure. just sure, you know, doesn't need to so, know anything else. Catman and Catwoman go out onto a heist. And uh, so she's trying to like show him the ropes, basically. Be like, okay, you know, we got a laser grid, so we got to get over there in, uh, in, you know, avoiding the laser. So take it slow. And, and Bruce is just like, yeah, I got this. And he just like <laughs> back flips, front flips in, you know, like he gets to the diamond and he's like, this is great. He's like, I just know what to do. I don't even have to think about it. He's like freaking rad. And he's like, in fact, and then he just whips the ring back at Catwoman. He's just like, catch. <laughs> just like having a ball being oh, yeah. active, you know, yeah, um, to diving, flipping through lasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're back at the apartment. They're celebrating the heist and they see on the news you know, the person that essentially they robbed and then Commissioner Gordon being like, this is an elderly widow's wedding ring uh, under cover of night. You know, like these people are terrible for uh, cowardly and unjust is what they call it. <laughs> and then and then Catwoman's like, well, I call it free diamonds. What do you think? <laughs> and Batman's kind of like just dumbstruck. Because he still has that inert sense of justice. He's like. I don't know. This is wrong. This feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, he feel he feels a little weird about it. We get in Act Two. You want to take us in Act Two? Act Two. The trap is set. So we begin Act Two with the uh, the the bat signal lighting up the sky, and Robin's like, "Well, I guess this is my cue," and yeah. uh, jumps through the window in Gordon's office and he's like, oh, wow, you came by yourself. Now I really am concerned. And so he shows Robin uh, the video of the break-in and he's like, and Robin's impressed. He's like, hmm, that, 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 that guy's really good. And Gordon's like, yeah, he is really good. You got something to tell me, son? I love the son. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got yeah, something, yeah. You got something to tell me, son? And Dick is all confused and he's like, all right, Dick, come on. Like, he's 
gone undercover before, but like, you know, cause, cause Jim Gordon ain't no idiot. Jim Gordon's like, yeah. this, this has to be Batman. There's really only like one person in the world who can do this kind of shit. You know? Right. And Robin's like, maybe he's undercover. Maybe he need, like he needs the diamonds for something. We don't like we're not getting the whole picture here. Yeah. Batman yeah, would yeah, never Gor- just do this. Yeah. Yeah. Gordon's like, hey, man, if he's doing a thing, then like, you know, you just got to let us know, you know, like if mm-hmm. that he's doing a thing, you know, and like they're OK. Um, but Robin isn't sure. And he's and he's like, well, he has been missing. And he found the Batmobile abandoned and he was working on this like Hugo, this Hugo Strange case, something to do with memory. And Gordon's like, well, you know, some of his men got hit with it and it wipes out your short term memory and you just kind of wake up not remembering. And, you know, Robin's like, well, you don't suppose there's more than one setting on the device, (laughs) (laughs) right? And they start putting together like, oh, crap. I uh, think we got a situation. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we knew what's going on, you know. And uh, you know, as they're 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 talking it out, and like, well, why would he turn into a jewel thief? And Gordon Gordon's like, well, he's not a very greedy jewel thief. He's the whole museum. He just took one diamond, and that's when Dick remembers or Robin remembers. Love how I keep on calling him Dick, like we're friends, you know. Like we're gonna go get a beer after this. Uh, so dick remembers that like oh diamonds jinkies that's it memory the diamonds hold the memory or that's what batman's case file said is that somehow the diamonds hold the memory you know so he needs to get you know maybe batman needs to get the diamonds to restore his memory somehow you know and then he's like wait a minute he needs diamonds we should give him some diamonds Mm mm-hmm and then back to that i i i just to catwoman's apartment i just honestly like i I know it's i know it's such an easy joke right but i do always love all of the catwoman acting like a cat yeah you know or or her just like hanging out and interacting with the cats i think it's just it's just it's just fun it's just fun yeah yeah because like the cats are like hell yeah (laughs) big cat she's it opens with this panel of Catwoman laying in bed and and she's got the third largest diamond in the world with Batman's memories in it. And she's shaking it in front of the cat and the cat's swiping at it. And she's like, get it, get it. You got to get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's when uh, Cat Batman comes in and he's he, he's kind of having second thoughts. And, you know, he's like, I've been thinking. And Catwoman's like, yeah, I've been thinking, too. I've been thinking of planning our next caper. And Batman just he wants to have he wants to have a sit down. That's what he wants yep. to do. He wants to have a sit down and talk about. You know, uh, uh, maybe we shouldn't. But then Catwoman jumps into. Her uh, uh, latest caper, her latest idea to rip some people off, and she quotes from an article, a jewel encrusted statue of the Aztec god Quixapuchili. Uh, that's probably not even real is being put on display in the lobby of the uptown theater in gotham's fashionable west side to promote the premiere of their new horror movie land of blood which hey here's here's the trap because she's saying security is to be non-existent at this 
And yep. and Batman just, you know, he's thinking the more about it and he's like, the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking this is not what m- mom and dad taught me was right. Maybe we should just, yeah. shouldn't do it at all. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Oh, this is where I start to get sad. He's bringing up his parents. Right. You know, and-, and he's like, he's like, look, he's like, can we do something fun that's not against the law? Yeah. And and then she she ends with such a just brutal stinger to this person who obviously gets hurt by it, but doesn't understand it. And when yeah. she leaves as she's leaping out the off of her balcony and she's like, there's just no winning with you. Even when you don't know anything, you're still a colossal drag. Like, oh, yeah, as she flips out the window, Batman's like, what? And then like kind of going after her. And then he's just there's a shot of him just looking sad on the balcony. Yeah, he's such a sad. It's it's also kind of the first part of the story that uh, we kind of start to realize where. uh, Where Bruce's head is at right now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into that later. So after uh, after Catwoman makes her leave from her apartment, which, man, I'd love to be able to leave from my apartment that way. Just leap out the window. You gotta start getting into parkour, Jace. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you ever watch professional tag? Oh, it's all parkour. Yeah, it's intense. <laughs> it's intense. So after after Catwoman leaves her apartment, you know, in the most normal way possible, we go across town where Hugo Strange is just shoveling food, just straight shoveling food into his mouth at a diner. And apparently it's just somebody else's plate. <laughs> he just yeah, sat yeah. down at this this poor woman's plate. She's like, she just got up to go to the bathroom for two minutes and this clown starts eating off my plate. And uh, the, the the soda jerk and the you know, the the paper hat and the apron is trying yeah. to tell him to knock it off. And he's just like, OK, don't make me get rough and just gets smashed and gets his nose broken by a chicken leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the line that he's given when he's like shoveling food in his mouth. And uh, Hugo Strange is like, mm, good food. Even Thorn can't stop me from eating. And I'm like, <laughs> you you are very far gone, my dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, Mr. Soda, I mean, again, that just honest to God, that 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 made me laugh that like, yeah, punches him in the head with with the the dang uh, chicken leg. And then he's like, yeah, you made me drop my chicken leg killer, but I stopped you from hurting David, didn't I? Yeah, (laughs) like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then everyone's fleeing. They're like, okay, never mind. Yeah. You're like, this guy's this guy's not OK, not in a good place. No, no. We get into act three uptown Saturday night. We are at the uptown theater. Catwoman is, of course, going after those diamonds. Yeah. And she has a cat with her. She brought her cat. She's got her cat with her. She's opening the, the skylight and then she sees a shadowy figure behind her. And he says, the last show ended about three hours ago. I hear it's not even that good of a movie. And then Catwoman's like, go eat worms, boy wonder, as he, she just kicks him in the head. <laughs> try, yeah, try, try, try kicking him off the roof. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, you're not who I was expecting, but uh, 
I'm not going to let you get away. They tussle a little bit. He like throws a batarang at her trying to like bolo her. And then out of nowhere, Batman just on the scene, leave her alone. Mid leap plows into Dick Grayson. He's Dick Grayson's just like, what? And then Catwoman. Yeah. Yeah. Overjoyed. He's like, she's like, Isis, he followed me here. He cares. One of her cat's names is Isis. But I also thought that was so so psychotically sweet. She's like, oh, my God, he really does like me. Yeah, yeah. Even though she's treating him like garbage. (laughs) Well, and and because she knows, too, that his like memory is obliterated. And so, like, he doesn't really know her right now. And so even at like his most like obliterated, she's like, I got him. I got him. Isis, by the way, the cat Isis is a pull from the animated show. In the animated show, Catwoman has a pet cat Isis in that as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. Catman and Robin are are tumbling down to the street and Robin's like Batman and uh, he's like she was here first leave her alone (laughs) (laughs) and he's like haha even though I fall to certain doom I fear nothing with grace and perfection I grab the giant letters of the marquee and swing myself to safety and he's like yahoo as he like smashes through a window into like into safety and Robin's that, just like Batman. <laughs> that that's such a that's such a beautiful sequence, though. I love I love I've, I, I'm looking at it right now, and I did like you know while reading it, just kind of like hang on that that this little bit of action here. Like yeah, they're I, like falling uh, from the roof uh, down the building with an uptown sign that he's like grabbing grabbing the letters and swinging into the into the windows, and it's a static shot, so it's. Uh, they fall from the top to the bottom and it's just the same steady camera shot through the whole thing. So you get a real nice smooth motion through the whole thing. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. You, you know what it kind of reminds me of? And I'm sure like th- this is just a complete coincidence because this is a weird pull of what it reminds me of. But sure. it really, it really truly reminds me of uh, Acme Novelty Library. Like especially oh, like. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Especially some of like the earlier Acme novelty libraries before it just became like Jimmy Corgan, like yeah, you yeah. know, like it just those like early ones. But yeah, it was it was just a, I guess like the Art Deco thing and like the nice like it's, sign is kind of giving me the Chris Ware vibes. I feel like it's the Art Deco thing. I I also feel like it's the color choices because it's a lot of like primary colors, and I know that uh, Chris Ware kind of like does that sort of thing sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. It does. It does have that that novelty library vibe to it uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> suddenly batman adventures published by fantagraphics oh my god jason i'd buy it in a second in a fucking oh. second oh i would too i'm such a i'm such a sucker i'm such a sucker you put like drawn in quarterly or like fantagraphics like i'm like okay well so robin bursts through the window that batman already burst through and he's like bruce i just want to talk and then bruce just clocks him in the stomach and then he said he's like oh wait wait a second you knew my name was bruce and you know dick grayson's like it's me dick like what what are you doing what's happening right now yeah and, uh, why, why why did you just like why'd why, you clock why, why, me yeah yeah why, why did you just like send my stomach to the to like my spine 
Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and then to talk to you. And then Catman is like, "How am I supposed to recognize you? You're wearing a mask." And he's like, "Everybody is wearing masks." He's like, "What <laughs> is the deal with this situation?" <laughs> I got, I got a, I got a very good laugh out of that. That was a so good. good. And then uh, he's like, "Yeah, are you all right?" Alfred said you were working on. And he's like, Alfred Pennyworth? I know him. He's our butler, right? Dick Grayson's like, yeah, he's our butler. He's like, what else do you remember? And he's like, you know, not much. And uh, he's like, we got to get you back to Wayne Manor. He's like, Wayne Manor, that's where I live. (laughs) It's just like, he's like, I should have thought of that days ago. He's like, (laughs) mom and dad are pretty worried about me. And you're just like, oh, "Oh, no. Oh, oh, the sadness. Oh, the sadness. Oh, no. They get in the car. They get in the Batmobile. And Bruce is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is my car. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like, you going to let me drive, buddy? And Dick's like, "Uh, forget about the car. Tell tell me what else is going on. Like, (laughs) why are you stealing diamonds? Why are you helping Catwoman escape? And he's like, uh, I don't really know. I don't know anyone named Catwoman. And uh, then Batman panics as the car is headed into the rock face that is uh, a hologram, but he doesn't realize it's a hologram. He thinks they're going to crash, goes through the hologram and uh, drives into the Batcave. And Batman's like just pure joy on his face, you know, like just like, oh, right. That was some ride. Let's go again. And then he's like. (laughs) Alfred, what are you doing here, bud? You're in a weird cave with me. You know, like, this is crazy. <laughs> and uh, gives Alfred a big hug. He's like, I missed you. Hey, where'd you, when'd your hair turn all white? And uh, Dick Grayson's like, yeah, we got a bit of a problem. And Alfred's like, yeah, I can kind of tell. And, and Bruce is like, hey, so where's mom and dad? Like, what's going on? And, and uh, Alfred's like, uh, they're elsewhere at the moment. Yeah. And he's like, okay, it's like, I'm not, can I go exp- <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to field that one right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're not we're not touching that one yet. We're going to yeah. figure out what we're yeah. going to tell you about that. But uh, I love how childlike it is to be like, hey, where's mom and dad? And he's like, Alfred's like elsewhere. And he's like, OK, can I go explore? He just like accepts it and moves yeah. on. <laughs> but that's what made me so sad. That's what made me yes, so sad. Yes. So. Dick Grayson and Alfred are like, uh, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with him. And Dick Grayson's like, as near as I can tell, he's about seven years old now. So all this like childlike glee, this naivete, it's all because like he's basically had all of his memories just obliterated up until right before the accident that turned him into Batman, basically, that that radicalized that young kid in an alley. So meanwhile, Bruce is like, wait, is this the back cave? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's like, I thought Batman lived in the back cave. And they're like, you know who Batman is? And he's like, sure. Everybody knows him. He's a crime fighter guy with a black cape and pointy ears. And he punishes evildoers and protects the innocent. He's great. He's like, why is the back cave under my house? And he's like, it's your bat cave he's like yeah. uh i'm batman and then it's just a, a shot of the bat cave and him looking up at it and he's like cool <laughs> yeah. and that's where it ends oh man i don't i don't i don't envy uh alfred 
having to yeah, be the I one. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, how do we go through this again? Right, right. So this is this is obviously the middle of a story. So we get like we don't get a lot of momentum, but we got a lot of antics. What did you think of this? Yeah, I really liked it. I really even even though it made me sad, but it was it was a lot of fun. I love uh, I love a I love a well written catwoman story i love the character she's such a great character yeah. and when she's, she's so good when she's written well like you know like selena's big score you know like yeah yeah is is just like she's just and did honestly read, like did you ever read the um the one shot that tom king wrote where uh batman superman selena and lois go on a date no i did not they double date and they go to like a carnival and stuff. It's so good, Jason. It's so fucking oh, man. good. Should, yeah, you got to pick I that should, up. I should pick that up. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I really um, I, I really dug it. And honestly, it made it made me sad. It made me so sad. I know I keep saying that, but like it it just did. Like the entire because like once I realized like that like kind of in the middle there that like oh Bruce is a child. Like he is yeah. a child and like, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, this, mm. and like every mention of mom and dad and like, Hey, and I'm like, oh, he's just, he's going to get ruined again. He's going <laughs> to, this is all it's inevitably, inevitably yeah. going to be totally emotionally destroyed again. Uh, oh, but it, yeah. d- it didn't detract from how, how good it was uh, all, to, to me, all, all pretty much all the books this week, you know? Yeah, there's there's a slight, you know, a slight little meh. wasn't that bad, though. But like, we're just straight bangers, you know? Yeah, man, I I feel like uh, just the the Batman books at this time period, once we got out of the Nightfall madness and we just give Kelly Jones like the reins and we got some John Paul Leone books and it's just yeah. uh, And the Batman Adventures had just been like bangers all the way through it's just been very very good yeah let let doug munch write an anarchy story let uh or alan grant alan grant sorry you did that, that was... before and i edited it out of the podcast i had you saying the correct creator name alan grant on anarchy doug munch on yeah uh, um, on Bat- batman yeah and yeah but like but yeah no but you're right it's it, it does seem like the writers though too are a lot more comfortable with you know, like Chuck Dixon is like, OK, I can write a fucking pirate story. This is great. Right. I'll, right. I'll, I'll write yeah. a, I'll write a fun little like pirate caper. You know, like once we got once we got out of being like locked into the Asriel stuff and then now people are just writing whatever they want to write. I can tell that everyone is having more fun. Yeah, yeah, because they don't have to stick to like an overarching like, you know, story that they're like, yeah. all right, I guess this this is my every two weeks i gotta write something about freaking asriel okay yeah yeah <sighs> but yeah but the yeah the batman adventures book was very 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 good yeah man just fun all the way through just a really good time yeah yeah oh. Hugo, the hugo strange part the you know the uh chris ware part <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, everything with Catwoman was fantastic. She was so well written. Like, just it was just a 
a really fun time. And then like Bruce being told what's going on and then feeling one way or feeling another way about the whole situation was just really yeah. well written. I, I, I also really enjoyed the um the fun little uh the fun little thing they threw in there of how like, okay, his his mind is like memory is like stuck at when he was seven. But like this is his like active memory. But he's seven years old, but he can still do all this stuff and he doesn't know how. Just like yeah. a seven year old would like, I'm going to try to do a front flip and then just kind of fall. And he's like, I'm going to try. Oh, my God. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. amazing. Oh, I, I can just do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. He's still got that muscle memory committed from like years and years of training. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine waking up tomorrow and oh, you can just man. be like a gymnast. You can just get imagine, up on the rings and just imagine being seven years old and waking up as Batman in a Batman oh, body. Yeah, the havoc I would have rained on my family and brother and sister. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, it would have been. Would have been it terrible. Been biblical is what it oh, would have yeah. been. <laughs> on, 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 honestly, I, 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 pro I probably would have. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would have done some shit. You want to hit the letters call? Yeah, yeah. I can I confess? I, I don't yeah. think I read the letters column. Or if I did, I read it like last week. I can't, I can't remember. Did a letter jump uh, out to you? Did you read it? I was honestly just skimming them. Um, yeah. But no, nothing, no, nothing really like, it's just a, it's just really a lot of praise. You know, sure, there's, sure. there's, that doesn't seem to be anything more interesting. There's someone clamoring for more Robin and then just like a jokey answer of like, no, it'll be last issue with Robin. Oh, no, except for this one. There's definitely the last. Well, in the next issue, but that's and it. the next. That's issue. the end. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, until we cancel the book, that's it. But hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like it's funny because the next issue is the last issue of the run. So, yeah, the well, book does get canceled technically. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah. And he he's yeah. And he he obviously knows it's going to be Batman and Robin soon. Right. right so like, right. you know. Well, but yeah, but no, uh, can nothing, I at least really? can I at least give you the stinger? Oh, yes. Got to know what happens. Next issue. It's the last issue ever of the Batman Adventures. It's been a fun three years, but all good things must come to an end. Be here for the big conclusion as Ty, Mike, Rick, Rick and Tim take it all home. Be here one last time for the Batman Adventures number 36. The last Batman Adventure. See you then. Scott Peterson tired and wants to go to bed <laughs> you know I, I i always appreciated how um I, I always loved the commitment to uh using the first names and even if they have two ricks it's like well there's two ricks you're both there's named rick ricks. i'm just yeah I'm just yeah. You, you figure out which which rick is supposed to be the first one there's a certain pattern to like rick rick and tim that i that i really enjoy oh yeah those are, yeah there's some good beats that's like yeah, yeah that yeah it's like they're like a beatles ripoff band in the 60s right right <laughs> uh, let's uh let's go over to the two read pile yeah with what we've been reading so as always 
if you want the two read pile with a little bit of art, a little bit of a little bit of extras, go over to youtube.com slash Nick Phil. Check it out there where uh, you can see what exactly what we're talking about. Um, I and actually, a little bit of heart. Uh, I put a little bit little, of heart into the two re, into the two read pile. Not a lot, but only over lot, there, though. not over here. This is not cold, a, yeah. Jason. Cold yeah. and analytical. <laughs> <laughs> I actually when I was putting together the two read pile for the previous previous pod, uh, pulling some uh, Burma Chronicles art into it and uh, really super fun, like in a, a really terrible situation in Burma, but like or Myanmar, but like uh, really like creative cartooning, really interesting cartooning. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, man, it's, it's kind of rules. Yeah, well, he 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 always reminded me of like. Well, honestly, like it's sort of the same way that like um, in my mind, sort of the same way that uh, Kate Beaton was probably like influenced by some of the same like sh she probably had access to a lot more different kinds of like European comics and like comic strips, sure. you know, sure. than 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 we would have both growing of them, up. Both of them kind of feel like they're also influenced by like New Yorker cartoons and things like oh, that. Totally. Like, like not necessarily mainstream comics, but like s stuff that's comics that are in more odd areas of the yeah. of like literature yeah yeah i love those i actually still have a gigantic maybe i'll flip through it soon i haven't in a long time but one year for christmas like 25 years ago or something my parents had got me this like gigantic like collection of new yorker cartoons and like oh that's pretty cool explanations of them and like you know histories and you know Fun fact, you know, what my favorite New Yorker cartoon fact is fun little what? nugget fact. What, what, what? Uh, that's where the Adams family came from. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. They started off as a series of uh, New Yorker gag cartoons. They were like the weird, that's creepy right. family. And so there were all these like little like spooky jokes and stuff. And that's right. You know. I had no idea. I, I read some of those old comics from uh, the Adams family just by existing in the world and being interested in comics that came across my desk at some point, but I didn't yeah, know that they yeah. started there. That's rad. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Well, uh, what did you read this week? I read, well, I've been reading a bunch of other stuff, but what I want to bring to the two read pile is a reprint of the first, I guess the original, cause it's weird, but of a uh, tank girl. Oh, but this man. is uh, some Jamie Hewitt. Yeah, Hewitt? yeah, but this is an original, um, well, the original run, it's a reprint they did of, like, the first uh, few stories that were uh, the what they consider the original run of stories from 1988 to 1995 in Deadline Magazine. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's very and it's very sweet. And, and this this particular edition is uh, recolored, um, but the colors are. Are, are really well done and they even kind of point out that like they tried to do the um i'll just to like oh yeah they tried to yeah, like but, mimic the the original coloring as best they could kind of thing yeah yeah just like yeah to keep to like yeah keep it to the style and not try to like yeah like screw yeah. with the art too much uh and and there is a very very sweet dedication and a few photos of um of a uh, uh, uh jamie hewitt and uh steve dillon and uh, Brett Ewins, because they, they were all friends and they all worked at Dead. Like, that's where they all started. Like, Steve Dillon started with, like, Jamie oh, Hewitt, know you know, in the, yeah, yeah, in the British uh, comic scene. So it's it's dedicated to uh, to Brett Ewins and, and Steve Dillon. 
That's uh, cool. Which, yeah, which I thought was really sweet. But the man, the I, I just, I love Tank Girl. I mean, I've been so. For anyone who doesn't know Tank Girl, like Tank Girl got a movie, which is like the ultimate Cliff Notes from the '90s, that has like Ice Cube as like a kangaroo in it. That's a great uh, way to put. That's a great way to describe Tank Girl, by the way. Just the cliff notes of the it, it, yeah. 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 Uh who is who is the who is Tank Girl in the movie? Shoot, I'm forgetting oh, now. I um god damn it. We're gonna look it up. Yeah, I'm looking up. Lori Petty, that's it. I had the biggest crush on <laughs> Lori Petty. Yeah, yeah. And she was yeah, and she was also in point break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another classic. But anyway, anyway, uh, for anyone who doesn't know what Tank Girl is, give me a quick synopsis on Tank Girl. What's 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 Tank Girl's deal? <laughs> so Tank Girl, Tank Girl uh, is sort of a bounty hunter <laughs> and she has a tank and she kind of has bosses. But like the if you've never read the original stories, they're yeah. um, they're they're not the most coherent. <laughs> OK. You know, and even like the, the movie's the, uh, not the most coherent, Jason. I don't know if you know that <laughs> be, because there's there's not there, there are kangaroos. There's like gangs and tank girls really violent. Uh, but the but the comic book, like like she's killing people constantly, you know, but saying yeah. they're just sleeping after running them over with her tank, you know, <laughs> uh, it, it's just you, you just you just dive right into it, into the world. Like, don't don't expect any kind of like. Um, really detailed world building here. It's just kind of like, um, you know, like the second story. She has a mission to uh, deliver uh, a a a raft of colostomy bags to the president, who's ninety <clears throat> and is at a state function and is having trouble shitting him. You know, he's been shitting Good himself. God. <laughs> you know it's it's that it's that kind of like bonkers but it's um oh crap i'm forgetting the title of it now um that book you brought to two read uh, uh the punk um oh honor among punks honor among punks yeah by guy but, davis but it's, yeah that's it yeah but it, it has this like some of my favorite sort of like just there's that era of uh british comics you know yeah from from 2000 ad to 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 this deadline stuff like just some of the most bonkers stuff like some of it wasn't like as like pure comics as like uh and and he gets a he gets a bit better but as like pure comics and like storytelling and stuff there's not really like it's not great you know sure, but like it's sure. but the but the art's amazing and, and I the mean, stuff that happens is so over the top jamie's and like all style you know like it's oh yeah, it's just, yeah you're there to like vibe in the space that he creates kind of thing for anyone who doesn't know he also does uh the art and character design for gorillas he got extremely popular for that but like yeah. this was kind of his humble beginnings was tank girl yeah and he was and, and i don't and i don't think we're saying anything that hasn't been said about him as a like if you want to talk about sure. him as a comic book artist and like that like that's always been his like knock but yeah. like it, it the 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 thing though that i never that never bothered me like it would with other artists because like it's just it's so much fun it's like you're just like 
hitting me in the head with it. You know, it's like, it's like speed yeah. metal, you know, yeah. like it's just, yeah. it, it has no business existing, but someone's just like, Hey, look what I can do. And then and like that, like <laughs> that to me is like, that. that's like tank girl, especially this, like, this is really well, uh, this really well done uh, addition is just, you know, it's kind of like what yeah, we were talking so, about before with like, oh, this with is like what a you didn't trade kind of thing. Yeah. 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 You know, and when did, and the, uh, the, when this edition come out, is this a, a new thing? Is this an old thing? Um, can, basically I'm asking you, can I get this edition? Can I go, oh, yeah, can you I can, go somewhere and pick it up? Yeah. Oh, this was, uh, yeah. Uh, this was originally released in 2018 cause it's the 30th okay. anniversary edition, but yeah, so you should be able new. to, yeah, you yeah, should be yeah. able to find put it, it out, you know, um, Titan comics. Huh? I just, I just also love that. I just love that cover. I, I mean, I just love to, yeah. I mean, it's just such a like great design. Like, I think that's the other thing too. The reason why he gets, um, such a easy pass is that like his designs are just so good. You know, you're just like, they're so good. They're so fun. <sighs> they're cluttered where they should be cluttered and empty where they should be empty. It's, it's, there's, something intangible about the way he draws yeah. that is hard to describe and harder to replicate you know it's just fun. yeah yeah exactly and yeah and when and when you see it you're just like oh that looks so cool you know yeah totally <laughs> you're like totally yeah so yeah man uh tank girl the initial initial run re recolored that's uh, cool i didn't know that they reprinted it yeah, yeah. And uh and and just Tank Girl anyway as like, you know, that's like my ideal woman, you know. Just like bald, <laughs> she's bald, she has a tank, and she's more than likely going to murder me. Like that's Jason, if you're looking for a woman with a tank, I, you're going to be looking for a long long time. <laughs> I've been looking for a long time, Nick. I'm looking for a long time, you know. That's every third day. I wait till the third date to bring it up. I don't want to like seem like Be I'm like, just in it for the so tank, but it's like integral. Where are we? At, where are we on the tank thing? Yeah, where on are we on this the third tank? date? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you, have you thought about getting a tank yet? Uh, I had a very, very weird to read pile. So I read the silver coin uh, volume two because I brought it to the to read pile last to read pile but i had i had actually read it weeks before that and um in bringing it to the pod i was like yeah fucking silver coin it's really great i'm gonna read that second volume read the second volume and i was like still really great still <laughs> really fucking great and then i was like i gotta get the third volume so I'm, i got the third volume on my wish list i'm sure that i'll read it eventually i think it's only three volumes long Michael Walsh does uh, a little bit of like lore building. We get to see the monster behind the coin in the second volume. So oh. so we're getting like little pieces of more of the silver coin lore. Uh, but in an effort to not bring the silver coin again, I'm going to I'm going to uh, audible to some uh, weird uh, video game stuff. So. Oh, hell yeah. I was playing Back for Blood with uh, my buddies Cam and Boyks. Talked about that in the Silver Coin episode too. Um, we played uh, last uh, Thursday. We play every Thursday at eight thirty Eastern, and 
we brought up we were chatting it's like it's a zombie shooter so it's like half the times we don't have to really talk about the game like we're just killing everything in front of us basically so we're yeah, just, like, just kind of like it's like a podcast almost because it's like oh we're gonna murder all these things but we're also just kind of chit-chatting you know yeah because because you can just be like whatever button it is like a a a a a a a a a yeah 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 so anyway uh i had a really nice sandwich today a a a a yeah yeah exactly so uh cam was talking about how he wanted a uh arcade cabinet and i was saying oh i have one and it's it was like in the corner it's inaccessible when we moved, uh, we didn't really have a good place to put it. So I was like, you know what? You know, like inspired me to drag it out, like get it running again, play it. I haven't played it in a couple of years. Um, I know when we moved, I, I plugged it in, make sure it all worked. It all powered up fine. You're good to go. And then just a couple of days ago, got I pulled it out, like rearranged the furniture a little bit, slotted it behind me. You can see it in the in the shot back yeah. there yeah um, yeah turned it on monitor worked it like boots to a menu i can pick a game it's like an 18 in one capcom play system 2 it's originally a marvel versus capcom machine anyway it, the screen goes white and i'm like that's weird and i'm like not getting picture i'm starting to get worried because like this is you know old tech and you know i'm i'm worried about it yeah is it, it, is it finally going it. Yeah, yeah. Turn it off, unplug it. Turn it back on. A loud pop from behind the machine. Smoke starts coming out. Oh, no. (laughs) Shannon is like, we don't have a fire extinguisher. What are you doing? (laughs) And I'm like trying to not set the sprinklers on fire. So I'm like fanning it away and I'm like unplugging it. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. I think the power supply gave up the ghost and uh i have a new project now which is to figure out how to build an arcade power supply i i really feel like this is going to spiral out of control but it's work that i i guess i'm going to put in i guess I guess i mean i do i do enjoy the little um out of order sign that oh you, yeah, uh, yeah. I put it out. I put there. it out of order sign on it with a little smoking arcade cab on the bottom, drawing on the bottom. That's cute. <laughs> you you um, know what? Yeah. I I think I I think that you should uh keep keep the show updated on on the saga of oh, man. I will. Of I this. will. Also, Tears of the Kingdom came out. Jason, The Legend yeah. of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. This is going to be very spoiler free. Uh, I went in with the most hype, Jason. Uh, oh yeah, you bought got, you bought a dang I bought the Switch, Switch OLED. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The a, a special edition the Switch OLED. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm like so stoked. Breath of the Wild was a game that grabbed me in a way that games just don't like. It, it it was all consuming. It was like when I wasn't playing it, I was thinking about it. I was reading about what wow. people were doing online. I was like, I all I wanted to do is play it constantly, constantly, it like really emotionally grabbed me. Tears of the Kingdom does not emotionally grab me. Oh, no. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, it like leans hard into like. The mechanics of like 
building things in the world. Like, like there's I, all I've these, seen those like, memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those memes have gone around. People are crucifying Korok little guys in backpacks <laughs> on on homemade crosses. It's very weird. G- giant giant tree things with uh, little little penises. I've seen. Yeah, as well. yeah. Giant tree things with little penises that shoot flames. Yes, <laughs> the, the community is thriving. I am not. <laughs> like I am too old for this nonsense. Like I I pass up a, a pile of building materials and I'm like, that's great for somebody else to deal with as I keep riding. You know, and, but like. All of the solutions are built around these mechanics. Like these mechanics are the game. Yeah. And I'm just kind of not vibing with them. And then like the game feels a little empty to me and not as well designed as Breath of the Wild. And then on top of that, too, like. It feels like I can't get money very easily so i'm like always scrounging and selling things but i don't know if i need those things for uh, for other stuff in the world and it's just like yeah it's turning into like a very kind of like not fun space let me give you let me give you a quick anecdote okay anecdote me i feel like i feel like this is my breath of the wild like or tears of the kingdom in a nutshell I came upon and, you know, no spoilers, not spoiling anything. I came upon uh, outside of uh, a little like horse stable area. There was a half built car. There was like three wheels, a platform, another wheel off to the side and like a controller, basically, that you can like Mm. attach to it and it will control the way it moves. It doesn't work. It's magic. It doesn't work mechanically like a car, but it is a car. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to meet the game halfway. You know, I'm still new to it. Like, I'm going to give it a shot. So I sat there and I'm like rotating the wheel in space and then attaching it and then realized I put it on backwards and unattaching it and then rotating it around in space again and then attaching it and then lifting the car and putting it down and then setting the control panel into it. And then I finally like built the car, getting on the car. I drive 20 feet down the road. And then I get killed by moblins and then <laughs> the the game is like, OK, well, you drove 20 feet down the road. You got killed by moblins. Like, would you like to load your safe? And I was like, sure. Loads me back into the world. The car is not built. And I'm like, you know what, game? I think I'm done for this this session. I think that's, I powered it up. I built the car. Then you unbuilt the car after I died. And I think I'm just done. <laughs> oh, that's that's unfortunate. That's like that's like when like a favorite band of yours is like you know, coming out with a new album and you hear one song and you're like, yeah, and you're jazz and you're like, that song's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. You just buy it immediately and you're like, I mean, I'd, yeah. okay, the, you know what? One more listen through. I only listened to it and, once, maybe. And you know what? I keep seeing uh, people on the internet. So like critics are giving it like 10 out of 10s, 9.5 out of 10s, 4.5 out of 5s, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I see people some fans are like, this is just Breath of the Wild DLC. It's like the same map, same world, whatever. And I don't agree with that. I don't think it's DLC. The, the game is robust enough and interesting enough that it's its own thing. It does a amazing job with verticality in the world, both like uh, above ground and below ground. It, yeah. it, there's like 
a lot to love in there, but like so much of it is just an absolute slog and just not fun. And like, I find most of the building mechanics to be like, Hey, are you enjoying your open world adventure game? We'll slow down and start trying to assemble a car in space. And I'm just like, fucking hate this. I don't know, man. I'm I'm going to stick with it, but I think it's like a seven out of ten for me more than a nine point five that everybody was saying. And I've seen people online saying the same thing that like they lowered the sale price of all the minerals. So rubies are really hard to come by. And like the creatures don't drop rubies because they drop like monster parts that you need to fuse to your weapons in order to increase their durability but their durability is still really bad and it's like worse than it was in breath of the wild. So you're going to be just scrolling through weapons the entire time. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm ever going to be like able to like, I've bumped into a bunch of stuff that I can't fight yet. And I'm just seeing the grind in front of me. Yeah. And being like, instead of being like excited to take that on, I'm like, this is going to be a lot. This is going to be a lot. Yeah, they turned they, for for whatever reason it got turned into work for you, or it feels like it's turning into yeah, work, and you're just like, well, no, I want to play a game. Right? Yeah, I just for whatever reason I keep not clicking with it, and like I've done about um, eight or nine shrines now. Well, beyond the starting area, so four shrines in the starting area, and then I did like eight or nine more. So I'm like very early in the game and completely reserve my right to change my opinion as the game progresses, you know, like as I get more into yeah. it, but yeah. like I thought that I was going to sit down and be absolutely hooked and play this thing nonstop and curse the, the idea of like, I have to edit the podcast. It's taking me away from tears of the kingdom. You know, like I thought that that's where I was going to be and where I ended up was like, eh, I could play it. I could not play it. It's fine. I'll get through it. Yeah. eventually. You know, maybe maybe part of it, too, is just really, you know, it's really tough when you have such high expectations, like such high expectations. It's That's just so hard for anything to live up to what like, yeah, you know, my, it's like my um, breath of the wild, like blindsided me. Like, I, I always yeah. pick up all the Zeldas. I love Zelda in general. I love the franchise. And like, I've been hit and miss with some games and that's totally fine like i all zeldas are not great like they're all good some of them are great but like breath of the wild was like such a exactly what i wanted from a zelda video game and then tears is like hey we took that and then we made it worse and i was like oh no <laughs> buddy no and yeah, part hey. of it too, part of it too, I think that I think ultimately this is my this is my main issue is that the powers that you got in Breath of the Wild were like magnets and bombs and time stop and like things like that. And you could use them all to interact with the world in very different ways. So the world, it, it gave you these tools to kind of do whatever the hell you want. You know, and the powers in this game are all centered around like, hey, fuse stuff to your other stuff. Hey, build a thing. And it's like, 
that works really well to build a thing, but it doesn't help me fight moblins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So it, it, it limits the amount of interactive interact interactability in the world. So you're kind of like, okay, over here, we're going to build stuff. And over here, we're going to fight moblins and like they will not meet. And Breath of the Wild made everything dovetail so beautifully. It was so well designed and like everything flowed really well. And I just, man, I just. Ah. I can see you're, you're just I, I can see you're just more upset that you don't like it more. Yeah, like and and. This is the other thing, too. If you if if you're listening to this, you're like a regular listener to our pod and you're like, I'm actually loving Tears of the Kingdom. And like I look on my friends list and it's like filled with people who are playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pe- people it, like it. I mean, you're kind of like the yeah, you're the outlier yeah. in, this, in this. I'm the outlier. I will 100 yeah. percent admit it. I am the outlier. If you are enjoying Tears of the Kingdom, don't let me like, you know, piss in your cornflakes or whatever. Like <laughs> it's it's fine. Just enjoy it. Don't listen to me. I'm a cranky old man. Like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So well, please, please love the hell out of this game. For whatever reason, it hasn't clicked for me yet. I mean, the Switch looks really cool, though. The Switch does look very cool. And the OLED screen is is really nice. I don't I don't regret buying it. I don't regret owning it. I because I do like collecting Zelda stuff additionally more than yeah. just picking up the game and playing it. Yeah, well, I so, mean, your your uh, tattoos. Yeah, yeah, I got tattoos of A and B, like sword and boomerang, on my wrists. You know, like I'm, I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> Whatever Zelda they they make, I'll buy. Yeah, so I, I don't regret it, but I am a little disappointed. Um, and it that's kind of made me want to go boot up Breath of the Wild and get back into that world. To be completely honest, I mean, maybe maybe do that for a little bit. You know, maybe there's yeah. maybe there's something. Maybe there's something to having played the previous game like uh, just before the the new, yeah. you, you know, like maybe, maybe you'll find something. I've um, played through Breath of the Wild three times, once on master mode as well. Like that's how much I, I loved it. I, Jason, I cannot stress this enough. I love that game. At any rate, we, sh- we should close this out. I've rambled about video games long enough. I could listen to it for a bit longer, but, you know, yeah, we both we both got live. So we both got live. We both got live. Jason, where can people get in touch with you? People can get in touch with me, in touch with me, uh, at uh, uh, World Second Finest on the Twitter. That's World Second with the two. And also Mm -hmm. at my personal one, King of Black Acid. Mostly just like read stuff on Twitter. But like if anyone adds me, like I'll I'll probably like, you know, chat with you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, You keeping the song streak alive? Did you do that I on am. Sunday? Yeah. yeah. Well, I did. I, I did it just before we recorded. Oh, I got to retweet it. Uh, but yeah, you can keep... find me at uh, twi- Twitch, twitch.tv slash Nickville. I am there, yeah. too. I'm playing yeah, yeah. Back, back for Blood and a little bit of uh, Fire Emblem. Um, 
I didn't play Fire Emblem this past weekend because I was playing Zelda and and then I finished playing that Zelda that night and I was like, I should have just played Fire Emblem. Anyway, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Nick Phil. You can find me at linktree.com slash Nick Phil. That's got all my links everywhere. Join me in the discord. Uh, we discuss comics, games, everything. Uh, everything nerdy is, is in there. It's a, a welcoming environment. A lot of uh, up and coming artists. People are people are talking about those Frank Miller covers, by the way, Jason. Do you see those? Yeah, yeah. I, I dug them. I don't know what what people's the discourse is popping off about how to color Frank Miller and that people are like, all due respect to the original color or the original colorist on this. But we think it sucks. And I'm like, that's not respect. <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. is, but it's not respect. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Isn't the discourse it, is wild. Isn't it still Lynn? Does does um no, I don't, Lynn... it's not Lynn. I think this is. um Oh, Sinclair. I think. Oh, but I'm okay. not well, sure. Well, Lynn was his, is his wife, or at least was for a long time. Was his like, wife? Yeah. I, I oh, don't know they if got still uh, married. Oh, uh, uh, but yeah, but she she colored like all his stuff yeah. for like a while. Three hundred is fucking gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. I think Dark Knight this too. Is, yeah, yeah. This is more uh, digital than anything uh, else. It looks very digital on his work. Uh, I don't know. So. People are talking about that and then uh, aspiring colorists are in there and they're recoloring his like Wolverine and Moon Knight and people are posting it in the Discord. So hop in the Discord. Come hang out. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you all for listening.